copyright checks so we got to got to make our own music boo 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 we'll be ready in four minutes boo 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 this is not the this is not the this is not the game of thrones theme song Has he lost his mind? No YouTube gave him a copyright strike. I'm gonna fight them all. Do, 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 do. YouTube's not gonna hold me back. They said I ripped it off. They're lying right behind my back. Only two and a half minutes, folks. Open up my evil eyes. YouTube, join the dark side. Man, it's a hot one. Like seven inches from the midday sun. YouTube wants to copyright everyone. But we stay so cool. Well, it's just like the ocean under the moon. YouTube is copywriting all the intros we do, yeah. They've got that kind of power that's so uncool. Downloaded royalty-free, but you forgot about it. All right, show starts in one minute. Time to get serious. Just kidding. Stop copywriting me. I'm just trying to make a living. Stop copywriting me. 
I'm just a poor boy, YouTube's copyright me, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, can he do the Fandango? Thunderbolt is lightning, YouTube's copywriting, Galileo, Galileo, Magnifico! So you think you can stop me and spit in my eye? So you think you can copyright me and leave me to die? Oh, baby! Can't do this to me, baby! Just gotta get out! Just gotta get right out of here! Five, four, three, two, one. All right, well, <laughs> as you know, YouTube is uh, they're on one right now. And what happens when big tech overextends its reach? You go below them and you make your own rendition. So try, try to copyright that one, YouTube. Welcome back to another Crossing Broadcast. I am your host, Kyle Pagan. Thank you to the people who stayed on through that whole five-minute rendition. I'm joined today by Kevin Kincaid. Let's bring Kevin on. What up? It's a great, that was a great rendition, man. That was, that was lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. For the boys and the girls at home, uh, we will have a just completely different, just regular uh, music uh, next time. Thursday, we come on. Like I said, copyright, YouTube copyright infringement. I got the automated uh, robots over there. They're just wielding this hammer that yeah. I don't understand. There's always a workaround, man. I don't know how you fight back. You know, it's like when you call Comcast customer service and you press a bunch of buttons and then you're, but you still go through the automated message and then you just scream, I want to talk to a person. <laughs> yeah. You scream a operator. Yeah, you put scream a operator, human you keep pressing zero. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's the worst. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will have, though. yeah. Th thank you. Thank you. Um, we'll have Sean Brace on later on today. Uh, he, he'll be, he'll be hopping in to, uh, to talk about everything. Busy, uh, Busy Monday, not really a busy weekend, but a, but a very very busy Monday. Um, I, I say we just get it out of the way. Let's just let's talk a little Phil's Vax. <laughs> um, you just dive right. You just want to dive right into it. There's a I lot of next get, level like there's a lot of uh, next level stuff going on, which is very weird because it's the middle of the summer. I think like historically this is like the slowest week or one of the slowest weeks of the year. And uh, you know you talk about like the Phillies results and stuff like that, but there's like he there's like heavy shit topics like yeah. we're talking vaccination we're talking tony d'angelo racism uh claims we're talking like all kinds of uh we're talking about aj brown talking about if water is in the sky above us and accusing uh accusing gunner of spreading fake news i mean i can, I can barely keep up uh barely keep up with everything this week it, My goodness. you're exactly right i mean if the god forbid the the eagles start training camp and could they start it two weeks sooner so we can actually talk about something i'd, I'd rather <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have yeah. media members charting uh, little dinks and dunks before I would rather talk about AJ Brown and if he actually does believe water is above is above the universe or not. So, yeah. well, um, let's get it back to vaccination stuff, right? <laughs> and the Phillies. Uh, yeah, look, you know it's funny because I think we. Uh, so look, yeah, they're going up to Toronto. There's four guys who can't go to Toronto: Alec Bohm, uh Nola. Nola wasn't going to pitch up there anyway. Uh, Gibson and. Uh, JT, JT Brown Muta, right? So because I think like I think like, you know, we were talking in in uh you know, like on Twitter and chat, and I think like a bunch of Phillies fans are kind of brainstorming, like who do you think it's gonna be? You know, I think like most most of those like brainstorming lists, they had like six or seven people on there, thought it might be more. Um, I think like the general consensus was people were surprised it was only four. Um yeah. 
you know so i mean i guess that's a good thing but i mean if you look at it like the the biggest bullet they dodged was harper being injured for all this you know yeah. i mean can you imagine if he would if he was asked the same <laughs> shit that real muto was it was asked you know like and then he says canada can't tell me what to do uh you know essentially giving Canada the rage against the machine treatment. I won't do, uh, you know, I won't do what you tell me, you know? So, yeah, but I, I you know, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting that, uh, Oh, and we have another special guest who looks like he's joining too at some point. So I have to bring it, we're going to have a twofer in guest today. So when he's ready, he's going to give us the thumbs up and we'll, and we'll get him on here. Um, we go quad box. We might go quad box. We today. may go quad box. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, man. It's that Schwarber came out and he said like, man, I don't, I don't think these guys are being bad teammates, you know? Um, that it doesn't bother me. I mean, obviously he's just speaking for himself. I don't, I can't say if he's speaking for the rest of the clubhouse at the same time, but like when you really boil it down to all this stuff, like Vax or no Vax and everybody inevitably argues about it on Twitter, or on Facebook or whatever, what does it come down to? It comes down to like the, like, are you being a selfish teammate by making yourself unavailable through a personal choice, you know? And now you got a Philly who's actually coming out, like one of their teammates saying, Hey, I am a teammate. Like I'm telling you, it's not selfish. So to me, I put like a lot of weight in what he has to say because at the end of the day, like they're the ones who were dealing with it, you know. So did yeah. you like when when Schwarber came out and said that? Did that did I mean? Did you have that reaction too? No, my reaction is I don't give a fuck if you get a vaccination or not, really, because I can't believe we're talking about this two and a half years uh, later. Um, that's really my reaction to it. Like yeah. uh, my, it's it's you know I I do what I do, uh, so. You know, I, I just can't I can't lose sleep over what other people do. It's a it's a two it's two games, you know. That's like well, the a, only reason it's a thing. I mean, yeah, the only reason it's a thing is just because of the Canadian rules, you know. I mean that you know, it's one team out of thirty that just have has a different set of of uh guidelines that they're operating on, you know. And uh, you know, otherwise, I mean, like it's it's seems like a foregone conclusion that we're not I'm glad we're not really doing that story anymore. Like I felt like I wrote like the Wells Fargo Center masks, and now they're not wearing masks, and now they are wearing masks, and they always turn into some arguing and the comments or whatever and just always seemed like a like a dead end street with that so i was i was like kind of you know like dreading having to do like knowing that story was coming i'm like oh okay well i guess we got to do it and just be be over with it but you know i'm glad that schwarber said what he did because it just gave another angle to it you know because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just the same thing i feel like i'm just writing the same story over and over but uh you know i think they did dodge a bullet there with some guys that maybe we had maybe assumed you know might not be going were injured or you know DF8 or whatever, you know, and they've avoided it one way or another. So, whatever. yeah, what do you think? What do you think about uh, what do you think about $260,000 is a drop in the bucket? That's ashtray money for uh, JT Real Muto. Yeah, right. I know. I know. Probably just want to uh, to dial that one back a little bit, pay, pay off most people's mortgages. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, well, or, it's never good when you're doing it with a smirk, yeah. too. Like if yeah. you were, if you had a little bit of a, you know, serious, serious look on, uh, yeah. like Alpom, very dialed in, directed. Uh, Aaron Nola was kind of just like, Eh, I don't care, but that's always been Aaron. Always been Joe Cool forever. Let's bring um, on. Uh, you want to bring these guests on and ask them what they think about two hundred sixty thousand dollars being a small amount of money. Let's get. Yeah, what would here. they do with it? There he is. It's Sean Brace. Sean Brace from Fox Sports the Gambler. What's up, man? Gentlemen, how we doing? Can you hear me? Do I sound fine? You sound, sound good. Perfect. You look good, man. Right. You're in your studio there. We also have uh, Coggin Toboggan. Uh, Rob Linehan is joining us. Is this a Gentlemen. face reveal? This isn't a face reveal. No, right? no, 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 no. Dumb drafts. I was all over that bad boy. Come yeah. on. It, it's definitely a face reveal because I definitely believe I have him blocked. What did you say to me, Coggin? <laughs> I think you, you did. I think bitch. you might. What did you say to me? I don't remember, Sean, but you got to right. get over it, buddy. Well, yeah. I would love to know what you would say that I would have yeah. to block you. That's a yeah. great question. I don't know. You know Were you one of the guys who was search. ripping? Were you, 
Were you one of the guys who was ripping Sean? I love, the, uh, I love people. I love people like that. that you got to get over it. No, what'd you say? And then I'll get over it. How about that? I have hey, no we, idea. We, I think right, you've then. blocked me for a long time, Sean, yeah, but I, I got to say that most people that have blocked me have come around and are now on Coggins' side. So you I know think the you, best I think part you need about to, my friend. the best part about it is when you block people, you never have his face in the in the mind. I have like yeah. some young punk who like you know well, I'm very screw young, that guy. Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, late twenties you know, and, and, and that's and that's where where it, it's funny to me when you actually get to see these people. 10 years after they were blocked and saying something stupid, probably calling me some dumb name, which, you know, whatever. I whatever. like to think I'm a little wittier than that than to call no. you some dumb name, Sean. Come on. Now. But that, that's Twitter, though. And, 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 you know, as far as that's concerned. But I appreciate funny, though, it. Funny to see that, like, down the road and, and more and more, especially when people are getting these podcasts and, and getting the websites up. And now all of a sudden they reveal themselves. And you're like, oh, that's the good dude that said that to me the one time. And I they never can remember. They never can remember what they said. That's always a funny thing, too. And I think he might have had a quick trigger finger, Sean. That's all I'm going to say about it. I think yeah, we lost probably. Pagan because his face froze up and I didn't see him moving for like 30 seconds there. But I will say that we got we successfully mended fences between Coggin and Dave Coggin, uh, the Phillies pitcher. Right. And then I that yeah. ended with us donating a bunch of money to a charity of his choice. So when my wife was doing the taxes the one year, she asked if I had any charitable donations. And I had to explain to her that. Yeah, this guy I work with. So there's this Phillies pitcher who blocked him, but we got him to unblock him. And then uh, the the circumstances of the blocking were that we would donate <laughs> to his charity. So I had to I had to I had to explain where the fifty dollar went to. You know, so. there <laughs> it is, right there. <laughs> Coggin six to, years ago six you, you, years ago you popped up on the podcast right let's go to the phones and i'm like damn i like these guys over here but then i'm like why is this dude blocked what the hell is going <laughs> on here all right Should we bring you know up? what sean i for any past uh uh aggressions or um reasons that i may have gotten blocked by you I apologize, sir. That was that's uh, all good. Br- uh, water under the bridge, as they say. I am going to unblock you now that wow. we have cleared the air, and uh, you don't yeah. have to follow me by no means. But I will <laughs> unblock you, and let's go to the phones. I like you guys. Yeah. No, yeah, you, um, uh, you guys had uh, my co-hosts on uh, doing the Drexel the uh, preview for the NCAA tournament a couple years ago um, uh, on the radio, which was awesome. They yeah. still talk about that. that. How long did that preview last? They they <laughs> they were brought on. Sean reached yeah. out and asked uh, my co-host to do like a fifteen minute preview of their fifteen uh, minutes on Drexel basketball. Of the, it was the NCAA tournament game against. What, Illinois. they play like Kansas? No, Illinois. Illinois. And they got demolished. Yeah, they lost like sixty. It yeah. was it was hysterical. But yes, yeah. we we brought them on, and that was when I was like. Why is this guy blocked? Damn it! What did I do? What is going on there? But anyway, don't that's remember. Cool. That's cool. That's good. Don't remember, right. Sean. You are a king among men, my I friend. I feel like I feel like Tony Bruno crying about Twitter now. Like, what, what are you blocked before? What's going on there, Hair? <laughs> well, we're building bridges here, and we're mending fences right. with, with crossing broadcasts. So, uh, if you I build had up, you don't pre- burn down. Pre-blocking here, I would I would not have booked both of you guys at the same time. But I'm glad that that was resolved. Uh, amicably so yeah. as we as we uh i would just let you two wrap up the phillies discussion like it's two games out of 162 right does it like does anybody really 
I don't know. Everybody's going to bitch about the vaccine stats. The pro-vax people are going to yell at the anti-vax people and vice versa and whatever. At the end of the day, they're missing two games in Canada um, on the scale of does it matter? You know, does it matter at all? Sean. I'll go. Yeah, look, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. It's two games. I know everybody's like, well, if these two teams play in a World Series, I hope that's the case. All right, give me the rematch of 93 all day, every day. But I, I come on, man. We're not really holding our breath, that breath on that. Um, that's one. Two is, look, I thought you guys nailed it. You know, I think you can have a different take on it or, uh, you know, show a little bit of more understanding instead of JT Rilamuto coming out there saying, eh you know, a little bit of money, and then we find out it's $260,000. That's not going to play well. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, with the smug, the arrogance after the game, and that's him. That's his take. That's how he wants to handle it. That's fine. But uh, I think we, we've we tackled this topic every which way over the last couple of years. So I, what's what's what has been said has been said so many different times that I just have no interest in really – going deeper than hey man you could have answered it a different way that's not you cool and uh, hopefully we don't play each other in the world series yeah yeah i i kind of agree it's this ad nauseum nonsense that we've been discussing for the last what year year and a half with guys getting vaxxed guys not getting vaxxed you know he's not vaxxed by now he's not going to change his mind no amount of shaming from the fans are going to make him change his mind so why are we even getting bent out of shape about it? Uh, it is two games out of, what, 162, like you said, Kevin. Yeah. It's, it's just not, I mean, the optics for the team aren't great, but it, people are going to forget about all of this by next week. You know, there it's was just more. It, yeah. And there was more like if you compare it to the Thibel thing, the Matisse Thibel thing, there was there was you talking about a guy missing potentially three games of a seven game series when he had been a starter at, at one point that year. And the amount of juggling they had to do to overcome that versus like two, you know, a couple guys missing two games out of 162 reg game regular season. So the significance of like a like a Rayon Muto and these guys versus like Thibel and what they were missing versus what everybody else was missing. Like to me, it's like such a like so uh, minuscule, um, you know, comp compared to that, you know. And like, look, I mean, Nola wasn't put Nola pitched last night, so he wasn't going to pitch up there anyway. It's a two game series. They're not going up there for three or four. So. Like, man, if you can't get through, like, if you lose both of them, so be it. But, you know, if you can't be competitive after losing Real Muto, Bohm, Gibson, and Noah, then you got bigger problems to to worry about. Um, a quick programming note here. Uh, Pagan's Wi-Fi shit the bed, and he's trying to uh, remedy it. So I'm going to carry on as the uh, co-host here until I can get him back in oh yeah, i think uh, he's, he's i just, think marcus hayes might have uh cut his uh internet <laughs> wire going into his house yeah listen I, I would just say like here's my thing with like the Embiid thing like i i just can't do that he's soft take anymore you know um i mean i think the guy has proven beyond benefit of a doubt i mean he's played in the playoffs with two broken faces now yeah. uh bad thumb you know the highest usage rate second highest usage rate i guess of like anybody in the nba nba besides luca this year um I know if anybody was going to make a, like a, an argument for him being soft or having to get tougher or something, is that legitimate at all at this point? Hell no. And it's not just because he's painted on my wall behind me. It, I promise you. <laughs> right. uh, like, come on. You know, like, a, I'm wearing an Embiid shirt. There as it we is. Speak today. Yeah. I got yeah. actually, I got Jojo's face tattooed on my ass. No, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, look, if you're still saying that right now, you're just grasping. And, and, and I think a lot of people that are discussing 76ers basketball as a whole, forgive me. It was a long weekend. So I have no idea what Marcus Hayes wrote. 
Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I get in these conversations with friends, family members, and I've been repeating myself over the last couple of weeks, like, all right, what's your plan? You want to trade Joel Embiid? I'll, wide open. What, what, where is he going? What do you get in return? What's your plan? Are we competing next year? Are we competing for a championship the year after that? And everybody is just all locked on to the old sports radio call. I don't care. I'll take anybody. Yeah, we're all frustrated. But to everybody here, Kevin and I, I Coggin, I didn't ask you. I don't know your answer to this. And Kevin, I don't know your answer to this. If Joel Embiid was healthy, not dealing with any injuries against the Miami Heat, do we advance in that series? I, I mean, I think so. I just think when you have a when you have something that's um, affecting you in in some way, you know, it just it it, it bleeds out to the rest of your game. Yep. You know, I mean, it's like just so it, painful like that, where every yeah. step that he took on that court, yeah, sends the reverb, sends the vibration, like. Dude, that wasn't an easy injury to play through. No, and you're talking about like there. that's that's yeah, you're talking about like concussion stuff up in that area too. Yep. And um, you know, something that he's dealt with before. And man, like you could be the toughest dude on the planet. You could be the biggest, you know, have the most dog in you of anybody, but man, like that's that stuff's hard to play through. So I don't I don't need anybody who's sitting there, you know, in the on the on press row, you know, telling people what's tough and what's not tough. You know, I think Joel has answered those questions, you know, and Whatever you whatever you say about him earlier in his career, you know he's not that guy anymore. So it's more than just like an opinion. I just don't think that I think the 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 take itself is just demonstrably false. You know, agreed. People people miss games for migraines, and you know you've got a broken face. He got, if memory serves correctly, he got hit a couple times in the face. You know he's wearing a guard, but yeah, two in an, an with, inch of plastic. Do you yeah. remember the play with Devin where mm-hmm. he had the rebound and it like hit, yeah, an inch yeah, he was of plastic. On the floor. Yeah, it's not going to like it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt like a bitch, too. So it's just like you're trying to play with this debilitating injury and you're trying to be the focal point of a team's offense. I I mean, it's not a matter of toughness at all. I think just he proved his toughness by actually coming back and playing in the series. Yeah. Yeah, So I don't quite you know, if you're questioning, like Sean said, if you're questioning this guy who's the runner up MVP two seasons in a row. It's almost playing into the just like the stereotypes that we hate about the city where, you know, this purely elite guy who is a top five, you know, top 10 player in the NBA and we're finding fault with him, you know, despite, you know, his excellence. It's just it's a shame. And it's a shame that you have to read that stuff, especially from, you know, the Inquirer and a guy that's been writing for the Inquirer for decades. It's, you know, he doesn't believe it, though. There's no way he believes that. And you know what? I met Marcus Hayes down there at the Wells Fargo Center, and he is super nice, but he bullshits like no other in Philadelphia media when he puts stuff pen to pad. Come on. He doesn't believe that about And I just want people to enjoy it. I don't want people to look back if Embiid's not playing a couple years from now and saying like, hey, man, what an amazing guy this was. They're watching YouTube highlights 15 years from now. Like at least – you know, while you're watching it, if you can't appreciate it and enjoy it while you're watching it, then what's the point? You know, I mean, you can point out flaws in everybody's game. You can point out flaws in Jokic's game, too. But I mean, like during the Iverson run, like people were just trying to enjoy it as much as possible. You know, that was like a magical kind of thing. I think because the process, you know, the nature of that, a lot of people felt like the only way to justify that was like you got to win a friggin title here or something like that. It's just like. That, that creates this like weird kind of divide where it's like people can't even enjoy what they're watching in real time. You know, you have a guy who's putting up historic numbers and doing amazing things on the basketball court. And I don't, I just don't want people to, 
derail that shit with something that's just not that important. You know, like I don't want people to look back 10 years from now and say, man, I wish I had just quit complaining about that. Um, so we got Pagan back on the, I see him on the screen here. Uh, you are, are you on a laptop now? You've got a microphone. Are you with us? I've moved bunkers. Okay. You've moved from your bunk, your corner bunker to Yeah, another. I'm now in the outdoor bunker closer to the Wi-Fi. Well, why don't you introduce us here to, uh, why don't you set up the, the AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, uh, Derek Gunn kind of uh, practice report kerfuffle that turned into a, a thing yesterday. Yeah, definitely. So Jalen Hurts, uh, well, Derek Gunn Friday has the report about Jalen Hurts that he had like a 10-play series and he threw three picks. He got four sacks and there was another three in there. Maybe let's call them incompletions. A.J. Brown obviously comes back out, says, hey, this is all fake news. Uh, I believe that there's water above the world. Right about that. You got to get off this app basically, and that stuff. Um, I don't think he actually thinks there's water above this above this world. I think he's just going off of that whole tweet storm that he went on uh, a couple weeks ago about how he was like 13 months in the calendar year and yeah. we're all living a globe or a dome or something like that. Just, you know, A.J. Yeah. Brown, he's, he's got a little Kyrie in him, yeah, he does. but he doesn't have a little bit of Kyrie in him. So he's just a big he, – he said he's a big reader. So sometimes when you you read stuff, you know, your, your mind can – can travel and you can read the wrong things. Um, and then obviously he comes out with a tweet that Dave just showed. He tweets and, and it was funny because he actually referenced like a bunch of different Eagles. So like, I think that actually got him <laughs> yeah, more unlikable. Valley stuff. I know he's like, he's like one of us already. I yeah. think the funny, I think the funny thing was like, I think the four of us would all probably agree of like all the people who were down there at the Eagles, like Derek Gunn would have to be one of the most respected guys when it comes to breaking news or just having good relationships with the players or whatever. Right. So that's why it was interesting for me to see not only AJ Brown come out and, and he's new, probably doesn't even know Gunner yet. Right. But he tweeted that, that this is fake news. And then Lane Johnson gave him the like emoji. Like I, you know, keep, keep saying that, you know, which is interesting because Lane has known Derek forever now. And, De- and Gunner is like not a guy who makes shit up, you know, he's nope. going to say stuff to say stuff, you know? So, I think there's like some context that's required with that thing too, because you're talking about like these off-season controlled environment, you know, summer kind of thing. Seven v seven. It's not like you got a defensive end like barreling down on you or whatever. So I think when he's talking about sacks, there he's saying like, hey, they're going to time it out. And, like if you don't get the ball out by a certain time, or if we count to one one thousand, two one thousand, or something, we can assume that like a guy would have gotten home or something like that. Because AJ Brown was saying in his tweet, like, how can you even be sacked in seven v seven anyway, right? And that was just semantics based on like the controlled environment thing to Gunner's credit though. I mean, he said right off the bat, he's like, I don't put a lot of stock in like these things. Cause it's like summer practice. It's OTA stuff. How much does it really matter? But um, I think like the bigger picture takeaway for me is like, people just want anything they can get with the Eagles. You know, they want to consume Eagles 24 seven and there's really nothing to provide them in July or in June or whatever. So they're going to latch on to something like this from a guy who's well-respected and, take something and turn it into maybe something that's not, but I don't know. That was my, that was the way that I looked at that whole thing. What did, what, what was, um, what, what was your takeaway, Cog? Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, the one thing that was a little odd about it was the follow-up clip later on the day when, you know, Rob Ellis said, Oh, you know, people did what they did and they only looked at this small clip and they made their own summation about it. But it's like, that's what you guys did, too. They put out this small clip of, Mm -hmm. you know, they knew what they were doing. They knew that this clip would get thousands upon thousands of views uh, and they didn't offer any context to it. So it's like, yeah, they knew what they were doing. But, you know, it, it is it does say, you know, what craziness Eagles fans will go to for any shred of information in the offseason. I mean, you've got guys in the media charting. 
uh, training camp percentage completions. You know, it, it's absolutely nuts. So everyone's hungry for just that, that little bit, that little scrap of information that may give them some insight into the season. And of course it went crazy. Like any, and Jalen Hurts is going to be the focal point of this season coming up, yeah. whether he or the team wants it or not. So anything that gets out there is just going to be, you know, talked about through social media, through what we're doing, through sports talk radio. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how much stock. I mean, like you said, Derek Gunn is a, a very trusted source. He's not somebody that's going to conflate information or or really exaggerate. So I, that, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? That that tweet that, um, that Dave just put up from John McMullen, I actually thought that was what I took – from mostly the big, biggest picture. This certainly wasn't the two days I was at practice. Obviously, we remember all the reporters going nuts over him at OTAs. Jalen was fine. Uh, is literally implausible in seven-on-seven work, as uh, A.J. Brown noted. Now, Real D. Gunn is one of the best Eagles reporters, but someone relaying that info to D. Gunn just doesn't like Jalen, in my opinion. That's what I was kind of looking at, where it was like... And the first reaction I had was like, well, we got to cut the head off of this snake. And then I thought again, I was like, wait, but you think that. Like, I personally think that, like, Jalen's probably not going to be the guy in 2023. So like it, if you, and then if you look back at the off season, you know, they were in on Russell Wilson, they were in on Deshaun Watson. They signed Gardner Minshew. Uh, they got insurance for next year. Like, yeah, of course there are a lot more people in the organization right now who aren't pro Jalen hurts. I think. But I would never like, you know, it's funny is like, and Sean, if you got a take on that, you can jump in whenever, sure. man. But, but I, I, um, I think it's funny because people always want to like, like just shit on sources or poo poo sources or whatever. But like, I don't got to tell you guys, like all it takes is like one person who knows what they're talking about. And like, mm -hmm. you're in good, you know, we have that guy, that mystery dude who just uses the crossing broad feedback form, like the mystery Eagle source. Right. Then like I've charted like everything that this person has told us and they're like 95% correct on all this stuff. Right. So I would never, one thing I've learned in like 15 years or whatever of doing this is I would never like question somebody's source if they have a good one you know because all it takes is one i mean cog you guys said let's go to the phones i mean you had the schedule yeah right and you had the fletcher cox thing too so like you know if people were going to come out and say well what the hell is let's go to the phones or whatever like their default is to knee jerk all on that but like man you got something who's telling you what's up so i, I would never <laughs> i've never questioned the gun like i, I don't i don't think no. Derek is making any shit up or whatever like if if somebody had a certain take on something Okay, but I mean that's not his personal opinion. He's just sharing what was relayed to him by somebody, you know. Yeah, my only take is is I, I agree with you, Kev, where we're all so desperate and and just bring on something of substance at this point in time. Yeah. So yeah, look, D Gun knew what he was doing when he put that out there. And it to me, it doesn't really shock me if he did play that bad in a 10 series stretch. I do agree with you as far as the sacks. There are no sacks, so I don't know what that's all about. Is he holding on to the football too long? I yeah, don't it's like, know. It's like semantics, you yeah. know, like they categorize it as something if, you know, if you go a certain amount of time. I think like, also, don't you take more risks in training camp? Sure. I was going to say, practice? but would it shock you? I think it's yeah. a good thing if he did throw three picks, yeah. just saying for the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, all in all, 
Uh, like I'm definitely not thinking D gun is making this up. D gun is not the type of guy that he's going to make something up just because he wants a couple more views on his, on his, uh, on his stream. I think he'd rather go cook ribs before you have to go make (laughs) some sources up like that. So, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. It's like, I, and we're not at camp yet, but when we get to camp, there's like a vacuum that's created because, you know, when they got rid of, uh, you know, Lehigh and training camp and fans not being able to go down there anymore, Back in the day, you didn't have to have, you know, 50 reporters live tweeting everything down there because you could watch it with your own two eyes, you know, and you could come to your own conclusions, sure. right? So when you remove that, uh, but you don't remove the, like, the thirst and the interest for Eagles news and Eagles information in the summer, what happens is that you get it re- relayed to you by reporters, which is fine. I mean, they got to do their jobs, and there's a lot of interesting video that comes out of, comes out of uh camp you know people are sharing a lot of stuff online but then you get like jalen hurts went three for ten and this meaningless fucking drill or something like that and that's the stuff that doesn't matter you know what i mean and so you're t- you're taking a vacuum there's a vacuum created because the fan is no longer able to watch that stuff you replace the vacuum with vapid vapid stuff you know so it's like that's the only problem that i have it's like the good news for us though is tweets are coming <laughs> training camp is coming my question though is i know everybody's favorite speaking of people that make shit up elliot short parks um <laughs> he just got married right so is he gonna be back for camp because what are people gonna do they're gonna be scratching they want the tweets man they need that practice tweets but here's Hashtag a funny thing wedding. here's, a, here's a funny thing here's actually like a real take to forward that discussion like obviously like there's a demand for that stuff right Yes. You know, like fans want that stuff because like he and other people will like will send this stuff out and get like 300 friggin likes because, you know, Quez Watkins made a catch. The Jalen Rager one handed catch thought he was going to be awesome. Yeah. But so are we to say then like, you know, because we all laugh out and say it doesn't matter or whatever, but like this is what fans want. So like, do we say then like the customer needs to like chill out because this stuff like isn't worth it? You know, like where where in wherein does the problem lie? You know, is it the person providing the information or the people who are seeking the meaningless information in the first place? You know, it's kind of a well, rhetorical question. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the answer is to that. The numbers, I, the numbers don't lie. I mean, this country just eats, drinks and sleeps football. I mean, the, we got yeah, what, yeah. how many leagues now? USFL, XFL, yeah. uh, you know, we got college football. It, it just go down the list. I mean, that's what it's all about. And that's what yeah, it comes down to for me. So when we get to training camp, look, I I won't lie. I look at it. I look at certain people, and I'm not one of these guys that wants to get uh, every play, you know, oh, my God, what happened on the next play? Because at the end of the day, it's practice. I expect mistakes and all that. But definitely intrigued to see, you know, the tweets at the end of practice. Tim McManus does a great job afterwards. Hey, these are the things that I learned. These are the things that I think are important. I always read that last year, if I'm not mistaken, on ESPN.com. But. You know, the people that are out there reading Matt Lombardo and Elliot Shore Parks and whoever else going, oh, my God, did you see that? He he threw it like, you know, that's a little little. Yeah, like said, yeah leave that to us. <laughs> yeah, leave that to us to hype yeah. up that shit. Yeah. This is actually a good idea. I want to bring this back up again. Uh, Matt says they should stream training camp practice, charge four ninety nine and donate it to the autism charity. I mean. It realistically, like, you know, and for example, like just for some clarity here, like media is only allowed to watch like a certain portion of practice and they're only allowed to film a certain portion. Right. But yeah, if you're going to say like fans can't go down there for a training camp or whatever, then give give them that raw footage of the of the stuff that's open to the media as well. You know, then maybe just maybe you curb this problem of people blowing things out of proportion that really aren't that important. You know, I don't know if that's the solution or not. But again, I'm not I'm not going to like I don't want to shit on the fan because if the fan wants this stuff. Yep. Then so be it, man. Like yep. if the customer in, in in a way, the customer is always right, but it's just about giving the customer stuff that matters instead of stuff that doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So. Kev, when when they used to do it down at Lehigh, 
were you only allowed there for an allotted time? Like maybe a first practice or second practice? Were you allowed to watch everything? And just because there was no phones and anything, they didn't really care. Um, as far as I remember, man, you could stay as long as you want, yeah. right, Sean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I remember going up there as a kid and like we would just sit there and man, the stands would be full and there'd be like hundreds of people just watching the whole thing, you know? All and, day long. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know how they got, I don't remember back then at the time, like, hey, we're like doing an install here of like some secret plays or something like that. <laughs> Everybody look the other way. I don't know like what that was. I don't know how they parsed all of that, but I mean, I remember it was just like open and we would just go there and we watch a whole damn thing. And then, you know, Trey Thomas would walk over and throw his like sweaty dock strap and then you got a fan for life. Yeah. You know, so, so, but, you, but you, don't, you don't get those like, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't get those like impressionable. Big moments. ass jock, bro. That is a big ass jock. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just think too, and I don't, I don't need to bitch. I've done enough bitching on the site about training camp, not being there anymore, but I feel like you lose like a little bit of your connection to the team. Because for a lot of people, you only got how, how many, eight home games or nine now, depending on the season. Like, a lot of people, like, never get to see the Eagles in person at all, you know? And, like, camp to me was like a, you know, it was like a, uh, not a coming of age, like, pilgrimage. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like a trial. It was like a rites, like a rite of passage. Yeah. You know? It's like, hey, I'm going to go up and see training camp, you know? And you felt like a connection to the team, and now you don't do that stuff anymore. Fans can't do it. Now you have this vacuum, and then you got people tweeting a bunch of bullshit that really doesn't matter. It's just like, you know, I feel like there's just a way to make that all better. Plus, you know? it was like minor leagues up there for the Lehigh Valley. Like those people, you know, were the ones that consumed it more than anybody. Right. And oh, it yeah. kind of took that away from them. So I feel for them on that one. It is a little bit of a haul and a commute to get down to an Eagles Sunday and then three hours of traffic after every game. You know, you're not getting home to the next day. So, uh, you know, you can yeah. flip it. The idea of going to practice to little Timmy and he would actually like that than not going to a game at all. So, yeah. Yeah. I, d I definitely would like to see them get back in some capacity to the Lehigh Valley, but totally understand with everything, technology, it's all there in your backyard. Use the facilities at the link. Yeah. Kyle, what else you got? Uh, what, what else did we put on the rundown there? Anything? I think we got a, uh, we got a little uh, life hack that I created. Um, I would love a good life hack. God, yeah. yeah here, here's a life hack for you, Sean. Uh, Dave, can we pull up the vertical burrito, please? I saw this. Now, do not so bad. see like if this picture was better and it had like a filter on it, I don't think it would have got as much pushback. But I just want to say the vertical cutting the burrito vertical. First of all, let's have a, just a second to examine what that actually looks like staring at us. I mean, come on. It looks terrible is what it looks like. It looks terrible. It lo I think uh, I think Kevin called it Vecna's asshole. Uh, <laughs> It does. It it, it it doesn't. It it doesn't look appetizing. It was wonderful. I loved it. Um, yeah, yeah I, was, it I looked, told you. It's a, it looks like a Stranger Things. So it looks like oh you were opening up. You cut open a portal to the uh, the uh, the uh, the upside down. Oh you know? my it, it does. But why did you, you know, do that? Take, take me through the thought process. Yeah. <laughs> so I was down in Fishtown at North Third a couple weeks ago, and I was so hungover, and I cut my burrito vertically for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, once again, I was just hung over, not thinking. And I was just like, you know what? I don't really want the tortilla. When I go to Chipotle, I'd rather have the bowl anyway, but they don't offer the bowl on the menu. So I just made a bowl. So not only did the steam come out of the burrito efficiently, I can also put, you know, 
salsa verde, salsa roja. I can put sriracha on there now. I can just mix and match. I can take it out and I could scoop it. You know those little like ramekins where like they give you the ramekins of sour cream and you're always trying to shake the sour cream onto the burrito. You give yourself Tommy John and everything. Now I fix that. Now I take the chicken and the beans and stuff and I mix it in with the with the A sour ramekin. cream. And I- you know you can just put that stuff on it without cutting it open. Yeah, but like yeah. when I'm when I'm a when I'm a burrito, I'm like a carnivore. I'm like I'm like one I bite. Have to give you credit. I do have to give you credit for saying Chipotle the correct way. I thought you were going to give me like a Chipotle. Chipotle? Or, Chipotle. or you think I was going to go Chipotle. Cordoba? Because that seems to be the hot one right now where everyone's like, Cordoba. I've always been Cordoba over Chipotle. Always that's because you're out in Bally Kenwood. I feel like they have correct. a Cordoba. Yeah. Well, I was Cordoba. now they got Chipotle. It's across the, hall, across the street okay. on City Avenue, which is a whole other monster. So but I your allegiance is already yet. there. Correct. Yeah, Temple, was, guy. Temple was Cordoba until senior year. They got a Chipotle. So same yeah. thing. You're basically patting yourself on the back for inventing pita bread. See, you tweeted me. That's all it is. You tweeted me this, and I didn't understand what you were talking about, and that's why I didn't reply to you. How is this inventing pita bread? It's a pocket. It's just it's a it's a pocket of meat. That's all it is. You're like, oh, look at this invention I made, and it's just it's just you're like, and and how is that pita bread? And your explanation of not wanting the tortilla is insanity. Like, why did you even order it if you didn't, like, you know what a burrito is, right? It's, yeah, it's a tortilla, and meat and cheese. You should have just got a bowl, man. Like a, They didn't have know. a bowl. Okay. Well, you know, in the future, you know, instead of doing the vertical cut, just There's nothing the wrong with it. And the funny thing is sometimes, you know where they roll it up sometimes? Yeah. You lift one of the pockets and sometimes there's more meat and rice and you didn't even know. I, and by the way, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny because you were like, let me know if you find anything to write about today. And I'm like, yeah, I'll let you know. And then we were looking and looking and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do the burrito story. I'm going to write yeah. about the burrito. But come on. So you can cut the burrito in half, whether it's sideways or <laughs> vertical, whatever you want to do. Yeah, those yeah. Were the burritos got to stay in packs. This bro. is just for example. Example like mon- a Monday in the summer at Crossing Broad, we did uh, the Derek Gunn dispute. We did is Tony D'Angelo a racist? We did the vertical burrito cut. We did uh, what else did we do yesterday? Some other nonsense. We did oh, three Tony- posts on the on the AJ Brown Derek Gunn. I know, story. We got that's a lot of mileage out of that one. So that's it's the slowest part of the year. So that's where the burrito story came from. But people mm-hmm. always have a people always have like to say a lot about that. You know, it's funny too, because we did the, we did the thing about the, like the pretzel pizza or something too, like a couple of weeks ago, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the city people were really pissed off at us. Like you guys in the suburbs, you know, they were making pretzel pizza in 1972, you know, yeah. at like fifth and Snyder. I'm like, sorry, man, I'm from Gilbertsville. I don't know what to tell you, you know? So it's, it's like- almost <laughs> offensive that a white kid in his twenties thinks that he has improved upon burrito technology. <laughs> yeah. After hundreds of years hundreds of, of it being bullshit. Fine. The burrito has hundreds not been out for years. hundreds of years. The burrito has been out for hundreds the, of the, years. The Alamo wasn't won on the burrito. I'm telling you right now. The, the, you, they, you and yeah, you and Jill Biden should both have to apologize. <laughs> Didn't you say something about tacos or, or something? Comparing about? people to like breakfast tacos or something yeah, I read. Yeah, you and Jill Biden both uh, it's in timeout for, uh, for a couple hours or whatever. Um <laughs> Dude, they laughed at Einstein too. Okay, don't don't knock it till you try. Right, you're okay? ahead I'm of, telling you're, you. Yeah, you're ahead of your time here. The rest of us just haven't haven't come around. Haven't to caught it. up yet. You're exactly right. Um, do we we so we got Bundy coming on Thursday, right? So mm-hmm. we want to do okay. We'll do the D'Angelo thing with him, but I feel like we should just mention at least before we go the Oscar Lindblom thing because yeah. that just happened now. So the Flyers uh, waived him, and it's a, technically a buyout. I, I forget what the hell the language is or whatever. And then they donated a hundred thousand dollars to charity because of the you know, the cancer thing and the optics, you know, um, angle of that with him. 
I don't I, like. I get it, man. It's just they're having a tough offseason optically with the with, with the Tony D'Angelo thing, and then with the letting go of the, the guy who recovered from cancer and won the Masterton Trophy, you know. But I mean, if you're looking at it like a like, you know, Oscar wasn't wasn't playing up to the contract that they gave him. So at some point, you got to make a business decision on all that stuff. And like, you know, I, I I get it. You know, it sucks. I mean, you know, fans are disappointed by that. But at the same time, he'll go get a prove it deal somewhere. You know, like, and he'll get a chance to show that he's the the guy he was before the sarcoma. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it is what it is. But if they're trying to clear space for Johnny Gaudreau, I just. I don't know. I don't know if it's it's enough or if they're just if this like, like Cog. It's the aggressive retool, right? Like, is an aggr- does an aggressive retool get you anything? Like, does it get you any closer to the Stanley Cup? To me, it just feels like they're in purgatory anyway. You know. Yeah, it's bad optically, but I think like Ant wrote today on the site, he was a fourth line forward making three million a year. Like, uh, you know, who could be moved up in a pinch. Um, so. Uh, it is what it is. Like it's not good that they traded for this guy that people don't seem to like, and then released a fan favorite that everyone really rooted for the last couple seasons, you know, within a week of each other. But you know, this is kind of what Flyers fans have been complaining about for years, right? You know, you you don't have that. They're trying to clear cap space for a proven star, for a guy that's going to be the face of your franchise, and you know, this is how you do it. Like you can't hold on to these guys that aren't living up to these contracts. And this is just, you know, people want to, you know, bitch and complain about it, but you know, yeah, it was a nice story, but just, he wasn't doing much for the team to begin with. You're either going to bitch or complain now that they get rid of him, or you're going to bitch and complain like when he's underperforming this season. So it's like, if you're going to have, you can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? Sean, do you have a, a flyers take? Yeah. My, my flyers take is simple at this point in time. I'll take anybody that can play hate to be that guy <laughs> head in sand. Uh, yeah. This team is so far away from everything we saw in those final couple of playoff series, whether you're talking about Edmonton, whether you're talking about Tampa, whether you're talking about the Rangers, whether you even want to mention Colorado, like that's where my mind goes. And it's so depressing to just start a season and have it be over in the next week. Uh, Last year's flyer season was so long. And um, I mean it, you know, like at this point in time, bring in anybody that can play, man, honestly. I know. I can't believe they were like still playing. It felt like they were out of uh, it. Like, and they were like just going on and on. I think they're 65 the one to win it all next year. And I pretty would put three quarters, if not more, 80% of the league in front of them as far as that is concerned. So. Yeah. That's that's where I stand. I love John Gaudreau, though. Bring him in and 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 let's see what we can do from there. But yeah, I, all that other stuff just they got to just completely revamp and, and get complete new players in here, or else it's going to be another season like last year, complete dumpster fire. Yeah. I mean, it just it really does seem like it's the same story year in and year out. Like, just give me some relevance. I think I watched two games last season, and that was because I bet against the Flyers, and it was like. There's yeah. no point in watching them when you know they have absolutely no future, and it's just been the same circular. Uh, um, you know what's the uh, the true detective? Like life is a flat circle. You know that's just been the Flyers for the past yeah. decade. Yeah. You know yeah. goalie questions. You know draft picks that don't pan out. Guys that are like, oh, he's going to be. You know we're going to see him in two years, and then you don't see him for like. The next 10 seasons like how many times do we hear about morgan frost i mean for god's sakes you hear about these guys that oh they're they're charging up the uh 
the German semi-professional, you know, triple A team, and then they never make it to the Flyers. I don't know what's going on, but it's just that's what it's been for the last decade. And it's annoying as a fan to have to watch, like Sean said, to watch this dreck year in and year out. I don't think people realize too, like how like appointment viewing like the Legion of Doom was, man. Like my dad had that had the Flyers on every night, man. Flyers every night and then linked into that Allen Iverson run. I mean, like every single night, like either the Sixers or the Flyers was on in our house, you know? And like the Flyers just don't feel like anywhere close to to what they used to be. But I don't know. I got what more. Do you, what do you, what do you think the uh, vaccination rate is in that German second league that you just brought up? Do you think it's, you know, we got anything to worry about there? Or Germans are pretty pragmatic. I think, yeah. That, yeah. I will get Russ on here to speak German. He can tell Was us. Was Cutter Gauthier vaxxed before the Flyers took him? 6 1 0. Yeah. 6 3 2. 632. I think that's it what we got, but I wanted to show you a video before we go because I know all of you have have lived in Philadelphia before. And uh, I know you have seen something probably like this walking home from the bar once or twice. So this was in South Philadelphia. I saw this on TikTok. And I know you guys don't go on there. Um, That's why we got you, man. Yeah, I know. Look at these beautiful, beautiful creatures. Are they raccoons? Yep. Can you hear it? Oh, oh, look at them. They're so cute. They're like acrobats right now. Oh, oh. not that one. Oh, damn. They oh, shit. Go pet them. one. Go pet it. Okay, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that one looks like um, I know. Hang in there. Yeah. Oh, 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 it is relevant. <laughs> oh, no. No way. If anybody's queasy, I would look away just for a second. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't do needles. Babies, right? I mean, isn't that like, you know? Now, is that guaranteed? Now, I'm not trying to be like an idiot here, but is that guaranteed? Like, you get bit by a raccoon, you got rabies. I think you know. I think you, I think you just go and, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think you just go and go. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a raccoon in the city. Can I tell you a true story? I was oh, yeah. a raccoon I knew, in the city. I knew you would. I knew someone would have a raccoon story. On it's these actually not sets. a raccoon story. It's oh. actually a, po- a possum story. So oh, okay. I was um, like, I used to get back from work like you know pretty late because I was at Eyewitness News. I was doing this shitty shift, you know, and I'd get home at like midnight or whatever. But you know how like in all the basements and the row houses in Philly, you got the one like little window that looks up like to the street, you know, right? So I'm I got home from you know work or whatever and i'm playing like guitar down there whatever i'm standing up i'm walking around i'm playing and i turn around i look out the window and there's a possum just staring in the window just looking at me while i'm playing guitar and so we just like paused and we just like looked at each other for like three or four seconds or whatever and then he just kept going and then like started walking out but i used to see them i used to see them because they would come out at night or whatever i'd see them just i'd be walking home from my car i'd see a possum just standing there on the side wait so there was a, like a, 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 a glass between you and the you and the possum yeah he was just looking in the window he was jamming. He stopped and he was looking at me. Yeah, and I was like playing something. I turned around and I'm just looking at him. I thought this was going to be like back. your your <laughs> confrontation with like a possum. Like you came face to face with a possum. I was the only glass separating us. Who knows what would have happened? I would have been like the guy in the TikTok. I would have been getting the rabies shot at the, uh, you know, at Temple Hospital, you know. Say, say TikTok again. What yeah. Judas Priest song were you jamming on at yeah. the time, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I, it's had to be a Judas Priest. Yeah, it was like six or seven years ago. So definitely, it definitely was. You know, uh, maybe I'll just read like a. Uh, maybe I'll just wear like a different black band T-shirt every time we do this show. <laughs> do the, the possums like the like the axe? 
They like the bass. Or like the too. I don't know what he was looking at. He was just like staring at me. It was just very weird. We just like paused and looked at each other for five seconds. And then he just kept going. So, dude, that, yeah. that, those raccoons charged after those folks, man. They were pissed. So, yeah. I, I think it was. I think it was the mother because there's no chance that thing falls. Yeah, <laughs> Richie didn't like the the possum story. So sorry, Richie. It's just another reason why people uh, have to get licensed to carry in the city of Philadelphia. That's all there is to it, right? I mean, right, right. You got raccoons that are just charging after you now. Yeah, they'll have There's to so get a other things you got to worry about. Yeah. You know. So if you come to Philadelphia, don't look at the raccoons. They're not cute, cuddly trash pandas. They're rabious monsters. Avert your eyes. Yeah. Is that everything, Kev? And you guys get comments like that live, like this dude was zing through our, that yeah. story. He slept, yeah, he slept wow. through our story. He slept through Kev's story, which I'm actually in Richie's boat. So I agree. Right. Yeah, you know, kick uh, that guy Richie. right in the shin, <laughs> Richie. Oh, kick him right in the shin. Right, I appreciate him listening for sure. I'll work. I appreciate him listening, stuff. but come on, man, give yeah. it a second here. Let it breathe. We just pulled it out. The video yeah. was entertaining. The raccoon bit the dude. Dude yeah. got the shot in the hospital. I mean, come on, that was pretty good content, right there. Yeah, yeah but then you had I'm to gonna be there. I'm going to go with our listener because it's like, hey, Kevin follows up that story. It was a great video. I'm like, this is going to be an awesome story. I can't I know, wait for I Kevin's, Kevin's yeah. confrontation face to face with an opossum. And, and you know darn well, Kevin is holding <laughs> back his raccoon stories from down in West Virginia. Well, I, I listen. I, yeah, I would. Uh, I, he actually, I, that's my second failure in two days, and we can end it on this. But I had a great typo on the site last night. They yeah. we did the story about the two new meteorologists coming to uh, NBC 10 because they're replacing uh, Hurricane Schwartz and uh crystal cly right so they brought in two new people and i was writing something from uh jeff blumenthal at the philadelphia business journal but i transcribed it incorrectly and he was talking about how they're going to work like undetermined weekday shifts right but i wrote undetermined weekday shits mm. right in there it took me like two hours before somebody <laughs> i get a lot of those too so, undetermined yeah. weekday shits matter of fact yeah. right stomach yeah you get bubbling. you get a bunch of those after eating your vertical burritos when you're hungry. yes over. you do and drinking a cup of coffee Hey, yeah, since, listen, I mean, like bowel, bowel health is important. You know, we should it shouldn't be taboo. Everybody should feel comfortable talking about it. So the weekday shits, we had a good laugh about that. And all you can do is move on to the next story, you know. Well, I'll tell you what. And since you guys are diving into the meteorologist of Philadelphia, we got some beautiful ones, man. Uh, the one from CBS is absolutely <laughs> outstanding. I watch her every day. Every day I do. L- Larissa, is that her name? Now, where What's are we going? Day? What's the seven day, Sean? This. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot. All right. <laughs> That's good. Seven oh, man, she's good. I didn't know that we're replacing Hurricane and everybody over at NBC Ten. I just know well, that maybe, on a, maybe on a future episode we'll have to get Cecily Tynan and Howard Eskin on, and they can Cecily. settle their beef. Settle their beef uh, live. She's a legend the right there. Sean Belair's on. Really yeah. crank up the. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. My heart Sanity. left with uh, my heart left with Sheena Parveen. She's out in San Diego. I actually, you know, the Instagram reel popped up on me the other day, and it was her. I'm like, whoa, I know her. Yeah, she did double tap. (laughs) (laughs) No, did not, did not double tap. You're messing with the algorithm now, man. Like now, she's not going to come back up. This is turning into Harry and Aton's derailed (laughs) show, right? Is that what they called it? Derailed. It just just starts to go off the deep end at the end here. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, thanks for coming on, guys. I appreciate it. We had a twofer, you know. Uh, so Sean Brace, uh, Fox Sports, a gambler. Uh, can I plug? Can I plug? Can I plug? Yeah, absolutely. Tuesday yeah. and Thursday, we're switching it up. John Jansen is co-hosting with me for Tuesdays and Thursdays now. I'm excited about it. We, I think we do some of our best work. Him and I are on different schedules. He was able to team up with Park, so he's on at night. 
And I just said, dude, with summertime, let's let's combat our, you know, let's put our forces together instead of working against each other and trying to. So we're excited about a Tuesday and Thursday. We got some other things that are, you know, hopefully going to happen here for football season. But uh, starting today, Tuesdays and Thursdays, me and Jansen, three to six, tune in. Let's go. Yeah. Nice. And uh, Cog, thanks for joining, man. Coggin no Toboggan on Twitter. Right. Uh, let's go to the phones with co-host Chris and producer Pat. Uh, congratulations to you guys. 100 episodes. Oh! Who would have thunk it? Who yeah. would have thunk it? A lot of great phone calls on that episode. Four of them quite great. good. Yeah. Yes, I love, Kevin. Yeah, I love Adele, for, uh... Adele calling in to congratulate you. Oh, yeah. Adele is always a fun guest to have on. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she She's a classy, classy lady. Yeah. Kyle, yeah. your your uh, call was uh, one of the worst we've ever had. In the show. It was so a train Thank record. you for that. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. A new show is out every Thursday. Thanks, Jens. Yeah. All, All right, right, beautiful. Peggy, you want to wrap it up? What did we miss? Anything? You good? We're good. We didn't miss anything. We just right. want to thank that Sean Coggin, Kevin Kincaid, taking time out of his busy schedule, coming on today's Crossing Broadcast. We'll be back Thursday, promise, with a uh, maybe a better, maybe a not better intro. We'll see. Don't copyright us, YouTube. Peace. <laughs>